eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one Winning Drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And one of the good things, guys, is that because Cordell is the Ravens reporter, he gets all the access, right? (laughs) So, of course, we know that the Ravens had their draft luncheon, which a lot of people consider the liar's lunch uh, that happened on Wednesday and Cordell was in attendance there. So a little bit of drama happened, uh, but some other things happened as well. And um, thankfully for us, our guy was in the building to see everything unfold. So we can hear everything firsthand from Cordell in terms of what happened. So first things first, Cordell, the biggest story is which should be a non-story, but unfortunately mm-hmm. it happened. Um, Ravens PR interrupted a question that appeared to be a draft question, but Lamar Jackson's name was inserted in said question. Uh, and uh, PR came in, interjected, said, hey, we're not going to um, a- a- answer any more questions about Lamar Jackson. Apparently there were two previous questions asked about Lamar or related to Lamar um, that um, either were very vaguely or, or answered very quickly or just, you know, a no comment type of situation. Um, but this was the third one, apparently. And then, uh, unfortunately, PR interrupted, although it was a draft question. So it sparked controversy um, all over uh, the social media uh, spaces and now it appears that people are upset that the Ravens debunked a question that essentially was about the draft, but because of Lamar's name being added, um, it, it, it was shut down. So when this happened, Cordell, how did, what, tell us what happened. You were there. Let us know what the situation was leading up to that point and how it went down after that. Yeah, I mean, so... We, you know, this is the luncheon. So we have the lunch. Uh, we had the lunch. This is different this year. We had the lunch before the press conference. Usually we had it after. Um, but we get there where the media is kind of gathering. Um, and a member of the PR staff 
they came while we were still in the media room and let us know like, hey, pretty much like we understand what the big story is. We understand what's going on with Lamar. We know you guys have a job to do. We know you want to ask those types of questions. Um, and we respect that. But we also ask that you guys respect the inter integrity uh, of this of this press conference, which is supposed to primarily be about the draft. Right. Um, they said that we ask. I think somebody has specifically asked, like, is, does that mean we can't ask about Lamar? And they're like, no, it doesn't mean you can't ask about Lamar. They just wanted to limit it. And they did let us know that if Chad, who's the head of uh, PR, if he had felt like he was that the Lamar questions were getting out of control, he would jump in and pretty much do what he did. Okay. Um, so, you know, we get there. And like you said, there were two prior Lamar questions asked. By the time we get to the question that Chad interrupts, this is the, I believe, fourth question uh, at that point. Three. No, this is the fifth question. And it's the third uh, question that has something to do with Lamar. This one was more draft related. Um, I, I thought it was a good question. The question was with the quarterback, with, with, uh, the Lamar Jackson situation going on, are you guys looking at quarterbacks differently in the draft? Okay. Um, and so by that point, you know, Chad is kind of already looking, uh, you know, looking back to make sure he kind of can interrupt if he feels like a Lamar question is coming. And Lamar's name was at the start of the question. So uh, I understand, you know, Chad feeling like, all right, I, I got to nip it in a bud now. It's it's still early in the press conference. Albeit, I felt like Eric DaCosta himself had did a good job of shutting the, the, the Lamar question down that he got to start the press conference. Mm -hmm. um, he had pretty much let it be known that that's not something he wanted to talk about on that day. So at least for me, I can't speak for the other media members, but at least for me, by the time we got to the question that Chad interrupts, because by that point, two Lamar questions have been answered, one was basically shut down. The other one was pretty much swerved. He didn't even talk about Lamar. He ended up talking about something totally different. Right. Um, so by that point, at least for me, I had already figured out, all right, they're not talking about it. I'm not even about to ask him anything about Lamar because I'm not going to get anywhere and they're just going to shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I guess for Chad, you know, he, he had to just kind of nip it in the bud right there. And I, I understand them wanting to not add to the Lamar Jackson story, but you could make the argument that, I mean, and look, this story is so big. I get people have Lamar fatigue. Shoot, I do. You know, <laughs> talk about it on my show every day. Like, it's it's just the, it's the story. It's tough to really talk about anything else regarding the Ravens because Lamar Jackson is really, like, tied to everything right now. Eric DaCosta started the press conference off by saying, it's been a challenging offseason. Why do you think that is? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, I, I, I understand it, but the story is so big that while the Ravens were sitting there trying to cover the story, not to cover the story up, but ignore the story, not want to add to the story, it, it, it ended up birthing two other storylines. Um, the story the line of Chad interrupting the reporter mm -hmm. and the second storyline of now, all of a sudden, the Ravens are looking at a quarterback in the first round. So mm -hmm. it's like you, now you got two side stories out of the story you're trying to sweep under the rug. It's it's 
it's too big to avoid. It's the elephant, the giant elephant in the room. Like you, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. So I understand them wanting to center that press conference around the draft. Um, I just feel like if, if nothing else come out with an opening statement about it, just you, you, you to, to go in there and think that you would be able to not talk about Lamar whatsoever. Come on. I, I think that's I think that's just a little naive. I mean, you look back at the last year's press uh Liars luncheon, it was plenty of Lamar questions asked. It was also plenty of draft questions asked as well. I think both would have been able to get covered, albeit I'll take I, I, I do understand that the Lamar situation is so much at a, at, a, at a higher level now than it was last season. Um, so I understand it's a bigger story now than it was then, but I still think that we would have been able to cover both the Lamar situation and the draft at the same time. The Ravens didn't want to deal with it. That's their prerogative. It's only a certain amount of press conferences that they can really control like this. And that's this one. And that's the press conferences that are during the draft draft weekend. Other than that, they don't really have the power to say, or they could, but they it, it's, that's not something that they typically do is to just go and say, we're not talking about this at all, this press conference. I, I think they chose this is the time to do it. I respect it, but I, I think it ended up backfiring in, in the end. You do make a valid point in terms of maybe that was something that they should have said to start the press conference, you know, to, to predicate what was about to be, you know, uh, unfolding in terms of questions and such. Just come out and say, hey, guys, we know that you're going to ask about Lamar. As of right now, nothing's changed. We don't have any updated information. So if you, we would ask that you not ask Lamar questions because this is a draft luncheon. And if you do that, I don't know anybody that has an issue. I mean, well, somebody is going to find an issue. Right. With it I mean, that's what people right. do. Right. People find issues with things, right? Um, because I don't have a problem with the Ravens not wanting to answer Lamar uh, Jackson questions at a NFL draft luncheon. I don't. I don't care about that. What I do think magnified what happened is how PR abruptly interrupted someone's question who had a valid question about quarterbacks in the draft. And because Lamar was inserted in that question, he felt the need to shut it down. Now, I do think that context in this line is important because you, you you acknowledge that two other Lamar questions did go through the cracks. Now, whether or not they answered it the way that people would have liked, is that's to your discretion, right? But no one was interrupted when they asked those two questions. So the third question comes, and obviously it's a good question, but because there was two other questions, they decided that they wanted to make the decision and to shut it down. No, that's not a good look because now we're having a conversation about that as opposed to a conversation about the things that were discussed, which we will have a conversation about. But ultimately, this should not be the first topic. It should not be a topic at all. Mm -hmm. You got to let that person answer, uh, ask that question. Then you can come afterward and say, hey, guys, no more Lamar questions. We're done today. Only draft questions. And I don't think anybody blinks an eye if that happens right. in that way. So, you know, they got to own that. They have to own the fact that they messed that up and that they jumped the gun a little bit early and that um, now it's created uh, a newsworthy discussion, which really shouldn't be because, again, Cordell, I have no issues with someone saying, I don't want to talk about the quarterback uh, situation here. 
because this is a draft luncheon. I really don't care about that. And ultimately, what were the Ravens going to say to make anybody's mind change about anything if you are allowed to have a whole bunch of questions about Lamar being asked? If nothing's changed, what exactly am I looking for? For the Ravens to say, am I looking for them to give me some glimpse of hope? Well, if there's no glimpse of hope, then what exactly are we doing here? If nothing's changed, then what exactly are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? So, again, I don't have a problem with the Ravens not wanting to answer Lamar Jackson questions. I have a problem with the fact that it feels like he's now and it came off as he's now a name that is like almost like mm -hmm. a scarlet letter of sorts mm -hmm. even though even though we have to acknowledge that there were two other questions that did go by right. but that response did look as if if you were on the outside looking in and you don't know that there's two other questions that went by then it does look like it's some type of scarlet letter of sorts and i can understand the panic in that regard and i can understand why people feel some type of way about it and that's something that the Ravens PR have to just acknowledge and say, look, that's not what we were trying to do. We just wanted to, to stick with what the purpose of this lunch for, which was the draft. And that's completely fair. But again, your point is extremely valid. And maybe the Ravens should have prefaced that before you even got an opportunity to ask the questions. So then that way. There's no miss. And look, somebody was going to try it anyway. Right. right. That was gonna oh, happen. Of course. Of but, course. But, but at that point, at that point, then you have the right to be like, all right, after that person's question is asked, let them finish the question. Then the PR can come in and say, we already advised that we will not be answering those questions at this time because this is a draft lunch. And then that's something that we can all acknowledge because you already said we're not doing that today. So it's just a poor look. And look, things happen like that. And, and this is a very touchy subject in this fan base. Um, because people want to know a resolution about what's happening with Lamar Jackson. So I completely understand how this got off the rails, um, but I don't have a problem with them not wanting to have this conversation at a draft lunch. I, I really don't have an issue with that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's that's their prerogative. You know, it's within their right to do. I was willing, I, you know, I was willing to respect it. And like I said, I honestly, I felt like DaCosta could have handled it on his own. You know, the way that he right. shut the question down, at least for me, I'm like, okay, I'm good. And I think he would have done that again if he had got another similar Lamar question. And by, after a while, I think we'll all um, get the hint there. I mean, but I think, A, I do think Lamar has something to do with their draft. I mean, they only have five picks right now. They could literally end up getting more by trading a Lamar Jackson. Um, and it, and it had and I get them saying that they've talked about it at nauseum um, at the, because they have. Uh, but a lot has changed since the last time that Eric DaCosta spoke to the media. Lamar has publicly put out there that he has asked for a trade. I mean, that that wasn't a thing the last time DaCosta spoke. And DaCosta yep. has a history of honoring his players trade requests. So, I mean, I, I think there would have been some valid questions that they are just not prepared to answer right now. It does that. I agree with the fact of you saying that anything they say really does them no good. If they want to truly keep Lamar in Baltimore, right. Nothing they say will help the case right now. Um, so I, I do agree with that. Um, but I, I just, I wish it was handled a little differently. That's, yeah. that's, that's more so my thing. 
and I'm sure the Ravens would, add, would want that back. I'm sure that they would, you know, if they could do that all over again, they'd allow that question to be asked fully. Um, so because you, then you would understand the nature of the question. And then after that, just reiterating, hey, we're not this is not a Lamar Jackson press conference. It's a draft press conference. And then this is not an issue. So I'm you, sure they, I also want to point out, like, this has become I, I've used the word circus in the past on the podcast. <laughs> This is even more of a circus. I mean, look I at call it a clown show. I mean, it's really, look at all the, the different scenes of this movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the latest. And I look on ESPN and they're running the clip. I mean, it's just it's taking on a life of its own at this point. It's just it's just bad. It's, this situation has gone from bad to worse. And, and they didn't even mention his name. I usually don't be the guy to kind of. Be like, oh, you notice they didn't say Lamar's name, but yesterday felt a little weird. It, it felt a little different with them not wanting to even mention his name at all. I don't know. It it, it just is something something's definitely not right about this. It's, it's just the vibe I, I feel like I'm getting. Well, I mean, this is another chapter of As the Ravens Turns because this has been the offseason that has been like a soap opera thus far. So uh, the draft should probably be the next uh, chapter in this mess unless Lamar is somehow traded prior to the draft. But uh, I don't think that the saga is over just yet. Um, in our next segment, we'll talk about quarterbacks because it was brought up eventually um, and DaCosta did respond about that. So we'll talk more about what was discussed in terms of how they're viewing this year's quarterback draft class. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, hit that subscribe button so that every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. So... Obviously, we had the issue with, you know, Lamar being brought up in a draft question, which brought the, the you know, the abrupt, um, hey, don't do this. Not not today. We're not doing the Lamar questions today. Um, but ultimately, one of the questions that was going to be asked was basically about what the Ravens were going to do in the draft or looking at were they looking at the draft regarding quarterbacks uh, because of the uncertainty of the Lamar Jackson situation. So uh, eventually the question was asked and DaCosta explained that um, it's quite possible to get any good quarterback at any point in the draft. And he also uh, based their board, their draft board, and they have quarterbacks, he says that they have quarterbacks ranked in the top 32, and it's very possible that they take a quarterback in the first round. So we know that these types of situations, it's called a liar's lunch for a reason. Um, but this feels a little bit different, Cordell, because obviously there's a lot of uncertainty in the quarterback room right now with the Ravens. So for them to suggest that they're looking, they're looking at other quarterbacks doesn't really ring any alarms to me. Um, there's no contract agreement with Lamar. So they have to continue to move along as a franchise if that's the case, right? 
So um, when, when you say stuff like that, you know, I don't have a problem with it. The problem that I have is that the Ravens aren't in position as of right now to make a move at a good quarterback, a good quarterback, excuse me. There are some guys that I do like that could fall later in the round. I'm, I'm a big fan of Hendon Hooker. I would would not mind seeing that, although he's still dealing with a knee injury. And, and people have brought up his age, which I don't think I have a huge deal with because I think he's very talented. But I also understand the concern, right? But I, I just don't know if the Ravens are even in a position to get a guy that they can believe could essentially move the needle um, in this franchise after, to me, the five. Because it's very possible somebody could go after Hooker later on in the rounds of, of the NFL draft. But when you heard Eric DaCosta say that, how did you view um, what it is that the Ravens are particularly doing when addressing their quarterback situation in this draft? Is it just talk? Or do you think that that's a true evaluation? Because they have seen Anthony Richardson a couple of times. We do know that. Um, and so it, it's a potential possibility that that's what they're going to do. I mean, I, I did find it funny that after a while, once, you know, it became clear they're not talking about Lamar, that just like a flood of quarterback centric questions started to come. Um, and you had never really heard a lot about the Ravens being interested in too many quarterbacks um, in this draft before the press conference, but I, I did find it a little funny that all of a sudden it was like a swarm of quarterback related questions to the draft were coming. Um, that said, yeah, you're right. You know, the way that their roster is currently set up, they are in the market for a quarterback. A lot of the veteran quarterbacks that were on the market that they wanted are gone. Um, and it, it's a lot of quarterbacks they feel like in the draft that they could get to come in and look, it's not even really just Lamar. Tyler Huntley's a restricted free agent. That's correct. Right, right now. And, you know, so, and I don't think he's going to end up on this roster come next year, to be honest with you. I, I'd be really surprised. Huntley? Yeah, Huntley. Okay. Huntley. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be really surprised if Huntley is on the roster next year. I think that both sides are ready to move on. Um so I, I do believe that the Ravens are in the market for a quarterback in the draft. Uh, but, I mean, I don't expect any of the, the top quarterbacks to fall to the Ravens. I really don't. Um, now, if Anthony Richardson somehow was there when, when the Ravens are picking, I, I just – that's a huge dilemma. That's a huge dilemma for them. We know what their needs are, yep. uh, but we also know that the Ravens go best available in the first round. Yep. And – if Anthony Richardson is there and Joey Porter's there and Zay Flowers is there or Quentin Johnston is still there, because I kind of got a little sneaky feeling that Quentin Johnson is going to fall, I think, more than what people think. But we'll see. I could be really? wrong. OK, um, I, I could be wrong, but I don't I don't think he's going to be the, the the first receiver pick uh, for sure. But we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they could be in a little bit of a dilemma if. If Richardson is there, I think that they really do like him. Um, he, I, I think they want to keep keep it going with that athletic quarterback. Um, they've seen how it's worked for them with Lamar, and they see the way that the league is trending. I mean, you 
have to and look all these guys have some sort of athleticism but none of them have the athleticism of quentin richardson obviously i mean not right. quentin, but anthony richardson. anthony yes <laughs> um, uh getting the names uh all mixed up but yeah so i mean it it is a little eye-opening to see that they have you know really gone in depth looking at quarterbacks i still think cornerback will be the pick that they go with at 22 but we'll see i i, I kind of get the vibe that this is a little bit of smoke and mirrors yeah, I do too. I mean, I do think that th- that you do have to view the quarterback situation because you already mentioned, regardless of what happens to Lamar, you don't think that Huntley is probably here after this season. You, you know, they probably keep him for one more year. And then after that, they may move forward. So that means you're still going to have to find you a backup quarterback of some type of, you know, caliber. Um I don't have a problem with them looking at quarterbacks because right now you don't have quarterbacks on your roster. So you have to do what you have to do to make sure that your team is moving forward. Um, Anthony Richardson to me just feels like a stretch. I do. I don't, I'm not sure if he makes it out of the top five because there's so much promise in that, even though it's a very risky, um, feet there's certain organizations that can probably pull him in and they will be fine and they can develop Anthony Richardson and they're going to bank on that and I think that that's if you're not trading with the Colts at four I'm not really sure where you think that you're going in terms of getting Anthony Richardson I I, I, that's just where I stand with that so ultimately uh I just think that you have to look at guys right it's fair it's a fair assessment to do but are you really in the market to get one of these guys that everybody is touting very heavily which is stroud which i i, I think we should take stroud off the you know off the table. i think stroud is going number one but basically um levis bryce young and anthony richardson and then everybody else kind of falls down but there's other guys right there's Dorian Thompson there's you know Tanner McKee there's again I mentioned I really am a fan of Hooker and I believe that he would have been a first round draft pick had he not gotten injured um and then there's also Max Duggan so there are other guys in this draft that the Ravens could potentially look at that might not be first rounders but if they you know have an opportunity to if all the guys that they like First down, first round grades are off the board by the time they get them and they trade down maybe to the second round or the end of the first to get somebody. It's very possible. Um, I, I'm with you, though. I just feel like, you know, that not that I don't think it's true, because I do, because they do have a quarterback situation. All right. But I do think that that's just talk. If they're going to be up there for some of those guys, that means Lamar Jackson just got traded. Exactly. That's that's, that's really what it is. That's the only way they're really going to be able to get in, get into, get, get in a spot to grab one of the true first round quarterbacks. Lamar's been traded to somebody and now you would hope they're in the top five and and now they can get a, a, a potentially at least get a quarterback that they actually want. Um, I think Richardson is probably going to be the third quarterback off the board after uh, Bryce and and CJ. Um, Will Levis, I'm just not. I, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, he got I'm a good. nice arm. That's about it. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm a good <laughs> quarterback from a basketball school. That's just me. I don't. I'm I'm not a fan of that. But uh, w- crazier things have happened. But yeah, I mean, right, it, right. It, it, it clearly. Um, do have a need at the quarterback position. It's not out of the realm for them to uh, be looking at that in the draft. 
but I, I don't think they'll end up getting any of these guys again, unless Lamar Jackson had just been traded. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, to me, I think we right now we both agree that that's just talk. You know, that's these are things that they say that they're saying that they have to say because, you know, of the situation that they're currently in. But how much do we invest in this? Not really sure. That's why it's called a liar lunch. Uh, And this is why (laughs) you have to just kind of take things uh, with a grain of salt here. I don't expect them to give us their hand, their full hand and say, this is the hand we're playing with. Watch how we play it. So we'll find out uh, how the Ravens deal with this situation closer and closer to the draft or on draft day. Before we get into our last segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, hit that subscribe button so that every time there is a new episode, you will be the first to know. One of the things that the Ravens are extremely interested in, because we know that the Ravens love draft picks. We know this, right? They have usually been the compensatory draft king over the years. This year, they have zero compensatory draft picks, and the Ravens only have five draft picks. We know that the second round draft pick uh, was traded for Roquan Smith. I have zero issues with that. I take Roquan Smith over a second uh, round pick yep. any day of the week and five times on Sunday. But uh, going into this draft, they don't have that many draft picks. And so they're going to be in the market to try and get more draft picks. One of the things that is very possible, Cordell, is the fact that they could be in the market to trade their linebacker Patrick Queen who when asked Eric DaCosta said he had yet to made a decision on um, exercising his fifth year option Uh, and that that was something that he and Queen would have a conversation about not long ago uh, Patrick Queen had taken off his Raven stuff off of his social media and archived stuff so you didn't see it And, you know, in today's world, we know that that means that there's some type of conflict there when players do stuff like that. We've seen Kyler Murray do it. Hey, we've seen Lamar do it even before. And and now we've seen Patrick Queen do it, although he did put his Raven stuff back up um, after people acknowledged that, you know, Mm -hmm. he had taken his stuff down. But nonetheless, it happened. So that those are the things that, that happen sometimes when players feel like that they are ready to move on or maybe they've been told they're about to move on or whatever. But uh, it feels, though, Cordell, like this is the perfect scenario in which the Ravens make a trade and use Patrick Queen for trade bait to garner more draft picks coming out of this draft. Yeah, I mean, it's an option. The Ravens don't have a lot of options right now in terms of uh, acquiring more picks. And DaCosta reiterated that at the luncheon that um, he he is looking to get more than the five picks that they currently have. Uh, they don't have a second round pick. And you're right. I think everybody will take Roquan Smith uh, over anybody that they would have gotten in the second round with an yep. Um, but the Ravens don't have a lot of options to acquire more picks. We already talked about possibly trading Lamar if they're going to move up to get a quarterback, but Patrick Queen, I think, is the more – well, number one, I think the most likely to happen is that they trade back off 22. I think that's option A. Um, And then Patrick Queen is probably option B before trading Lamar, I would think. Um, Right. So – uh, yeah, I, I I don't think Patrick Queen's spot is necessarily safe right now. And I'm not even going to sit here and act like I'm a 
I'm uh, for trading Patrick Queen. I understand why they would. Um, his value is probably never going to be higher than it is right now. Yeah. They've already paid Roquan Smith, so you're not going to pay two uh, linebackers big money. Um, so I, I totally understand. Um, but right now, I mean, they have one of the best linebacker duos in the league um, in Patrick Queen and Roquan. So I, I like and, and Patrick Queen has gotten better each year. That's one thing about him that I don't think I know a lot of people have a, have had a lot to say about him. But you can't deny that each year in the league, he has progressed. Um, and so I'm curious to see what he looks like in, after his fourth season. How good was he uh, in, the, in the year coming up? But um, he does give them the ability to be able to acquire other picks uh, in this draft to be able to get to, to be able to fill some of the holes that they need. And look, they they have depth issues at defensive line. They, I'm pretty sure, are going to want to get another edge rusher. Like, we're talking about positions outside of just cornerback and wide receiver. They also have to plan for what are they going to do at the running back position going forward. Yeah, because J.K. is on his last year. Exactly, and he doesn't have a fifth-year option. Gus Edwards is most likely gone after this year. So, I mean, you have to figure out what you're going to do there and potentially a quarterback as well at some point in the draft. So they do need, I think, I think to acquire more picks. And I'm not a guy that wants to create a hole. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm against creating holes on your team. And I think by trading Patrick Queen, you would be creating a hole because who do you have to step in, into his spot? Right. Like, there's nobody on the roster currently. Um, so you got to throw that into uh, uh, what you're looking to get out of the draft. So, um, they do have a couple of options, but it would not surprise me if Patrick Queen is traded on draft night. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I do think that it's a very big possibility because there's, like you mentioned, this is his. This is probably the best time for him in terms of his stock um, because obviously, you know, he, he had been playing well prior to the trade, but Roquan coming in obviously makes a huge change. There's a lot of things I really like about Queen. I do think that, you know, he knows how to – uh, hit the hole at, at the right time, and 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 he had gotten better in terms of his judgment on, on those types of things. Um, he, you know, obviously makes good tackles. Um, he still struggles a little bit in coverage, but I, I think that that's something that can be worked on, right? And ultimately, um, Roquan helps that. I would have liked to seen them play um, together for one full season. But I also understand how this works. And I understand that the Ravens are in a situation where if they don't feel like that they're going to sign him because he's probably going to ask for something that they're not going to pay, then the best chance right now is to trade him and get draft picks and move forward. I, I completely understand the logic. I'm just a little selfish in saying, look, it would have been nice that, you know, for at least one more season, you could have those guys next to each other and playing really good defense, particularly because then you, what are you doing at the linebacker position if you lose Patrick Queen? What is, what is the, the backup plan here? Um, so that would be concerning for me. But ultimately, the game is the game. And, you know, if you're a team that really likes having draft picks, this, they're not the Los Angeles Rams. They don't. It's not that they don't care about draft picks. They absolutely care about their draft picks. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can see somebody like Queen being on the trade market and potentially getting, like you said, a linebacker 
um, or uh, outside linebacker or, or some other players that they have needs for for this team. But um, him saying him not committing to it yesterday, um, again, it's the liars' lunch. I'm very well aware. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it also got to take something from it, you know. It, yeah, it raises an eyebrow. It for sure raised an eyebrow right. for him to say that we haven't committed, particularly because, like I said, he had started taking his pictures down and such. I know what that means. You know, I, I understand what that means. I, I know I'm an old lady, but I know what the little kids be. I know what it means when the little kids be doing that. <laughs> okay. It's a subliminal message that you out, you're trying to send out here. And I felt like that that was for the Ravens when he did it. So, you know, it's very possible. Yeah, it definitely is. And look, DaCosta talked about it at the luncheon, the fact that they, they like to build through the draft. That's how they build. They're not a big, I mean, I'm, I think he kind of downplayed it a little more than it is. I mean, he spent big money in free agency last year. He he tried to say that they don't really live through free agency. And to a degree, that's true. The Ravens aren't the team that's rushing the free agency to to be the first team uh, to sign somebody usually or to, to spend the most money in free agency. That's not their MO. So I agree with him on that. They really like to uh, build their roster through the draft right now. And he's sick about the fact that they only have five draft picks. He also said if they, if he does end up staying put with five draft picks this year, he, he plans to get a lot more uh, for next year's draft. So that's, that's, that's the way they operate. Um, the draft is really the most important thing to them. So that's, I, I think them finishing the draft with only five picks would be a huge surprise. Absolutely. So do not be surprised if somehow Patrick Queen is on the move. The Ravens are out here looking for picks, scouring the streets, mm-hmm. uh, looking for picks. Hopefully it's it's look, if, if you got to choose between Queen and Lamar, I'm picking Queen all day. Mm-hmm. And look, I love Patrick Queen. I think he's a great guy. I think that he's you know, he is the, he's developing as the player that you would like for him to be. But ultimately, you know. It, it, the Rangers got to do what they got to do. It's a business, you know, and so hopefully if you got to choose one, I'm choosing the linebacker over the quarterback anytime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, to get rid of for sure. Absolutely. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, today is t- opening day. They postponed it from Thursday to Friday. So hopefully you're listening to this on your way down to the stadium, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Uh, Myself, I'll be around. Cordell, will you be out as well? I will. I'll be out. Okay. So we'll be out. Hopefully if you guys see us, give us a head nod, say what's up, something. I don't know. Just let us know that you're listening to the podcast. We would truly appreciate your support. Have a good time if you're going to the game this weekend. Uh, If not, enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. From Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.